What it do, people? It's your boy Crispy T with Calling of a Revenous Bird, episode 50. Let's get into this. So, you can see by the title and everything that has been given to me that it is one of those um, which is about the Orthodox Church and, in particular, it's the Russian Orthodox Church and exactly as to what's happening behind the scene. Now, this is not exactly a well, it will obviously come out as far as the secrets are concerned because God will always reveal things to his servants. And eventually it will become something that will, well, not become, but it's actually more of a revelation of something that's actually happening um, currently. So it's more of a forth telling or forth, um, let me say forth telling rather than a foretelling. So this is one is about, like I said, the Orthodox Church in this case and the and in particular, when I address it, you'll understand exactly what's going on. So this was on Saturday, the very early morning, just before dawn. And um, because it's winter this side, the dawn um, sort of comes a little bit late. So it was like just before six o'clock um, in the morning. So at the time, I was I was actually just um, dozing off. I was um, panning the sports and I was following a few American sports, um, there was the basketball and then the baseball I was just uh, tracking. And then I fell asleep and just to catch a little shout out before it was morning time. And that's when this whole revelation happened. And in any, and, um, what happened was, um, in the dream in itself. So I, I actually was traveling somewhere, um, far off, quite distant. And, um, and then I realized wherever I was, I was supposed to have a um, an encounter with God. Now, I I get I I mean I I look around and I'm in this church, all right, and I see these um, guys in formal attire, you know, like these sort of old school priesthood attires, and there's various other clergymen there. So these priests lead me towards a sort of a wardrobe. So I go towards this wardrobe, and I'm told that I'm supposed to have an encounter with God. So I'm like, okay, all right. Um, and as soon as this happens, I get to this wardrobe. These guys, are the, the other clergymen and the priests, what they do is that they draw back the doors of the wardrobe and then they unveiled a mirror. So as soon as um, they do that, I, I look at this big mirror, but then everybody sort of moved behind me. So my back was towards them. So they schooled back a little bit, just moved back in terms of um, them in a group. And it was just me and was supposed to be with God, right? So uh, upon looking at all of this and I was wondering, okay, so where exactly am I? I look around and I see a an inscription, sort of a, not an inscription, but more of an icon or a little painting or drawing on the wooden panels by the mirror, and I'm looking at it, and it looks like they're soldiers. Um, it was an inscription of a soldier, and it looks like a, a particularly a Russian soldier. So then I said, oh, Russian Orthodox. So I figured, okay, that makes sense of the of the attire that um, these um, pr- priests were wearing and also the other clergymen, because I figured, okay, that's something strange about this. This is not normally people I would congregate or be in fellowship with. But in any case, um, I just left it at that. So... I then um, turned my attention to what was going on in the mirror. Now, with this mirror that they call the mirror of God, I um, I looked upon this and I started gazing and I saw some smoke coming from sort of like the beneath the floors. 
And I kept on looking and I kept on looking and I'm expecting, okay, um, like my normal encounter, I'm thinking, okay, God will show me himself and show me something and start speaking to me. But then I just waited a little bit and all of a sudden I'm thinking, okay, I'm supposed to see more volume to this um, cloud or I'm expecting the, the, the God's cloud to be in front of me. And the next thing I'm like, I get something that sort of just goes on, it goes sort of just gets spat out in some weird way and sort of envelops my face. So as soon as it envelops my face, my vision is now obsolete. I cannot see anything. I can't see. I'm pretty much in blindness at this time. So I'm I'm trying to figure out as to what's going on and what's happening around me and all, and all of this. And uh, why would God do something like this? And and I knew that there was something very dark about this, you know, from the moment I got there, I just figured there were these, there was something very creepy about this, even though I've been in the presence of God and God can be very intimidating, but I know it's definitely not like this, not on a creepy level or anything, because, you know, God is just, yeah, you, 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 you actually, you are in awe in front of his presence, but um, this was different. This was certainly different, and I figured, no, 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 this is just too dark a component, and I mean literally dark. So I'm busy wrestling there. I'm thinking, what is this? I'm not wrestling with this, but just wrestling with my thoughts, really, and just thinking, what is this? And I got so shocked about this whole thing, and I'm thinking, um, I see myself. Funny, I, I sort of warped into first and third person view. I see myself thinking, Oh no, I cannot see in front of me. You know, why am I so blind? And I hear myself talking aloud, you know, even though I'm supposed to be supposed to be uh, asleep or anything. And and then I zoom back in and I'm still in the darkness. So I knew I'm underneath my blanket now. I don't know how that happened, to be quite frank with every one of y'all. Um so my blanket is on top of me and at this time I'm I'm pretty much little bit like sort of like starting to get a little shocked and I'm I'm waking up I'm still in darkness so then I pull off my blanket and finally I've awakened from this thing whatever was going on and uh, the smoke or whatever this uh, mist that was before my eyes and I was like wow okay um, that was a particularly scary one I don't know what this meant so yeah on towards um, the that very day and it was plaguing my mind but I wasn't freaked out surprisingly considering the dark omen because I've, I've been through such things you know as far as um when i've dealt with things of paganism but i was just i just didn't know what was going on so um without um you know praying on too too much and let it consume my mind i just figured ah, let me just start researching only to find there were certain there were things there that were like starting to click as to what exactly was going on so just to um interpret what you guys heard and what i've um, just uncovered for you is that firstly what happens in the orthodox church is this is that when you're a priest the priest apparently when they start going in prayer they have an altar right in front of their church and in their church service so the the priest in prayer will turn his back to the congregation or to whoever is um to the people in attendance and then he will look towards the altar or behind the altar or whatever and it's considered the window of god at that point they call it the window of god and what they're saying is that they're facing east which is to because they want to speak to god 
So this is exactly what they're talking about as far as um, that, that is concerned. And then um, the other thing is this, is that when you also do the whole mirror thing and you're speaking to God through a mirror, that is actually demonism. That is uh, spiritism. That is something that they call, they call this mirror scrying. So mirror scrying is like a divination tool where they sort of use this to spy on certain people and to delve into people's lives and sort of um, having this monitoring spirit thing. And it's all in that whole thing. Don't ask me too much about it. Like, um, I think when they have that crystal ball thing and it's it's sort of uh, related to that, just think of that in terms of fortune telling and all of this. So it's like, it's just another way of just tracking people's activity. And this in particular was uh, pertaining to the God which they serve, the God of this earth, not the not the almighty God as in the true living God, but the one who wants the praise of God as in Satan, the evil one. So having said all of this, um, talking about the presence of um, this God, I'll come back to that a little bit now. But if you notice when I was speaking about the the soldiers that I saw around this to work out that this is the Russian Orthodox Church, and, uh, and I said it aloud in the dream, and I'm like, oh, this is Russian Orthodox. So this is an iconic, um, the icon is a thing that they use to worship. So it wouldn't shock me that um, that they use the soldiers to sort of give them priestly, oh, no, no, sorry, not priestly, but uh, what's the word that they use? They use uh, the saintly, there you go. They use, um, because they also worship the saints. So they probably worship the soldiers who probably die in terms of their service because there actually is a Russian Orthodox army. So the Russian Orthodox army is sort of deployed by the Russian Orthodox Church and there's some sort of, um, yes, there's some sort of sort of um, a uh, an integration with the, and there's a military wing, I should put it that way, of the Russian Orthodox Church, which is the Russian Orthodox army in this case, um, just to reiterate. And the Russian Orthodox army sort of does certain things, like even in Russia where you hear of other churches that sort of, or other sort of form of Christianity, there are always some sort of militant bullying and things like that. It's I don't know if it's um, related, but funny enough, it never happens to the people who are of the Russian Orthodox church, which is quite strange. So they always face some sort of... Um, military action against them or some sort of some sort of a street yeah some it's not street vigilante but it's like some sort of a terrorism on the roads or any or or the streets of russia if ever you go around maybe doing um your own sort of bible studies or you're one of those christians who actually worship in truth and in spirit, and even the other sort of uh, denominations that come in there experience big, big trouble. And um, there's always some sort of kickback. And like I said, it's never levied against the Russian Orthodox Church, you know, because that's a considered a homegrown product, but um, it's always protected for one on, on one instance. But then the Russian Orthodox Church, and if you check out the the research there on the on like Wikipedia or whatever, they say that they deployed out in Ukraine. So in Ukraine, uh, we all know what's going on in terms of the Ukraine war and all of this and those um, 
the Russian Orthodox Army is deployed there and all of this. And I'm not too sure of the actual motives and all and um, and what actually happens in day-to-day dealings and um, how the border post between Ukraine and Russia is uh, sort of secured or sort of patrolled in this case. But all I know is that there's a big, big, big um, say that the Russian Orthodox Church in itself, and in terms of the instructions that they get, that they get it from the priests and the clergymen, and the priests who are in, in fellowship with darkness get it from you know who. So this is where I'm getting to. So now, when I'm looking at this window in this dream, and I'm looking, sorry, not the window, but the mirror, this mirror appears before me and this mirror is like okay um like i'm 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 awaiting the presence of god like i you, yes i've uh, encountered before and i've had this um situation where um god's cloud and if you look at the links below i'll um i'll put it down to you in the article as well and uh, i'll also put in other articles i spoke about god's cloud and me seeing god's cloud before and this was nothing like god's cloud because god's cloud is very ample very you know, you know that this is, you know, he's most high, it's his majesty. And when this um, entity or this, um, sorry, you know, this deity that was um, appearing in front of me, I figured there was something ominous about it. Because when I look down on the, on the floor and I'm thinking, okay, now I'm interpreting this, it was vapor and vapor coming from who? A fire-breathing dragon. And if you look at Revelation 20, you know exactly that. Or um, Revelation 12, in this case, you know exactly who the dragon is. And the, dra- the dragon is Satan. And when he spat that black mist in front of me, which caused the spiritual blindness. Now, imagine, in, in my own truth, or of course I'm not in my own truth, but sorry, in my own right, I meant to say, I am a priest because I do uh, render sacred service for God and uh, the Lord Jesus Christ in the sense. And I do it from an independent sort of um, point of view where I'm not, I don't belong to any particular denomination or any sort of um, already established Christian organization. Everything I do is um, 100% I get it all from God and God is the one walking me through this because at the end of the day, I didn't do this of my own accord. So in my own right, in that aspect, I am a priest. So it made sense that, okay, fine, well, as a priest, I'll be the one approaching that. But then when uh, engaging with this particular deity, I got I was spiritually blind. There was nothing to do with the light or anything or having anything of the sort. So it goes to show that the people there and the clergymen there and the priests there who do all of this are actually partaking of darkness and then have no true fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. This is all to do with serving the agenda of the evil one and uh, Satan and hence they love the spiritual darkness you know and the Bible laments all of this and all of those that do the works of darkness and all of this and um, when I went through all of this all this reminded me of was the book of of Ezekiel and the book of Ezekiel in this case speaks about um, the concept there in um, in Ezekiel Chapter 8, verse 16. And this is what it reads, eh? It reads, So he took me to the inner courtyard of the temple, there near the entrance of the sanctuary, between the altar and the passage, where there were about 25 men. They had turned their backs to the sanctuary and were bowing low towards the east, worshipping the rising sun. 
Did you guys get that? Worshipping the rising sun, bowing low towards the east. So they had their ten- they had turned their backs to the sanctuary and were bowing low towards the east. So this is what it's saying um that this is just a repeated action of what was going on back in the day and what they were doing there and if you want to get the context of Ezekiel 8 please read that because uh what happened over there were were the priests in Jerusalem who were at uh, God's altar and God's um temple I should say and they then were that turned everything into pagan worship um you know they filled everything there in God's house as a, um just to appease their deities or the other the gods in rebellion to the true living god and they started giving their worship towards them and there was a loss of violence i might add there because it speaks there if you go further on in verse 17 where it speaks about um the 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 priests they're spreading violence throughout the country so that's why it reminded me of ezekiel 8 uh, so much through and through and the first thing i had when i started um unraveling this thing was that what was going on in that temple and funny this fits it to the t because if you think about what the army would do uh, are doing spreading violence over there especially in the eastern orthodox wing and i'm and i'm just looking at the particular in particular to the um what what exactly there was going on in the region that they're so they have a whole lot of strife and a whole lot of wars that always happen over there and you wonder why you know and it goes to show that who these priests um, get their instructions from in terms of divine instructions. And it's certainly not from the true living God. And funny enough, and I must just say this, and I'm going to take this opportunity just to say this at this juncture, because I've come across certain people and people who always have the spreading of this message of about um, being very pro a certain nation. And a certain nation denoting that, oh, well, because God hates this nation and therefore this is how the end times is going to reveal itself or how it's going to play out, all based on things that are very, very carnal, very, very um, so devoid of God's true thinking and God's plan, really. Essentially, if you think about exactly what God is trying to do throughout the earth, and it's not about looking at a certain yes um, god does want to sanctify nations of course and um, the ones i've detailed in the sense that yes starting with south africa for one that um, it sort of goes over to the rest of the world and i've spoke about this a few times if you've followed the channel before every uh, every other country every other nation sort of follows in that model and yes that will probably that will lead to the return of the Lord Jesus Christ and all of this is complete. So they want to convolute it as saying, well, one country needs to be destroyed and that country needs to be destroyed. Warmongering words like nations rising against nations, you know, the Lord Jesus Christ spoke about. So it's like pitting one country against the other country. And if you're not on this country, then you're on this, then you are against God and all, all, all of this. And it's the most senseless stuff I've ever heard, you know. And um, again, you can also start seeing that when you see certain people and you can see certain messengers um, around 
whether it be in the YouTube landscape or even in your um, your your own congregation or your own church, whatever it is. And if you start hearing things like that where it's completely sort of arbitrary because what nation is actually truly righteous? You know, and now I'm setting this premise and I'm just setting this background because they take the stance that Russia is so amazing and um, better than all other nations and and all of this and look what's actually happening over there you know and i'm not i've got nothing against any particular country please i don't um subscribe to any of those uh man, um, mentalities and all of this i think um and it's not even about i think i know exactly what um the definition as far as the body of christ actually starts within your own internal work so your personal fortitude your personal alliance it starts at a spiritual level right and that's how christ identifies his own sheep so this is not you being premised and you and um trying to yoke yourself or trying to make yourself a sheep by affiliation and sort of an affiliation from an external point of view be it even if it's like your skin color or be it that you oh um here's my gentleman's club over here sorry i don't mean gentleman's club as in the stripped up but i mean you know and in terms of people just trying to sort of affiliate themselves in, in a sort of a guild and all of this when you start seeing things like that that's the mantra and more so the doctrines of demons because th that goes into the whole cultism uh, sort of issue so you must just be very very careful what people um, go around saying this and especially if they claim to be messengers of god understand if if it's either the true living god or the messengers of the other one as in the prophets of baal they kind of have this sort of um divisive tactic that they employ and they deploy all of this and it's quite um, quite strange, and especially that um, I've noticed that they're the ones that really, really celebrate this whole thing of, um, yes, um, the rising of China and the affiliation of Russia coming together and destroying the U.S. dollar and all of this. So, yeah, yeah, you know, people just get into this whole wrapped up into fanaticism a bit way, way, way too much and just feeling themselves way too much. So just be very, very careful over here. And um, this comes as a message that I'm telling you that, uh, you know, and if you know anything about the Eastern Bloc and um, they always talk about the gypsies and the gypsies in the caravan and how they always use these mysticism in terms of the uh, crystal ball and all of this and it's mirroring and uh, even, yeah, the story of Snow White. There you go. Uh, the whole mirror mirror on the wall tell them who the fairest of them all what happened there we all know the story of that witch what she was doing she was using that mirror right so it just came to me and those are the things that they employ behind the scenes at this um orthodox church which is the main church there of russia and there's and many are heralding this as oh russia is the model of true christianity it's a load of rubbish i've ever heard you know and um you know and i'm not saying that there are no russian christians please i mean I, i'm not here to say that i'm not the one to even be able to tell you who who is a sheep and who is not that that's christ because he's the shepherd <laughs> he's the one who knows his flock you know i can't even do that and i'm telling you well yeah he redeemed somebody like me so yeah people um are just, just so wrapped up there and there's so much nonsense out there that people must just be careful um as to what happens but 
the main thing is this and um the main point of differentiation about the orthodox versus the catholics the catholics what they do is that they use idols but the orthodox tend to use the icons sort of slash paintings and images on sort of um 2d sort of images you know they like um if i would decide to not make a 3d model that's what the catholics use the 3d model meaning a little statue or whatever it is and they worship that and then they the the ones on the orthodox they tend to take the two-dimensional aspects and the those sort of um the idolatry sort of in that sort of uh, mold and that's the medium that they use and then they call that the window of god because they see it as the window into heaven as they put it um quote unquote but anyway um that's just the lexicons and just the um jargon that they use over there and yeah they tend to add their own little doctrines and insert little things in there and they make up this whole definition that they are essentially good or made good because they stick to certain tenets and they sort of repeat certain prayers all that's all that sort of stuff that's extra and goes over and beyond just being that well look um i'm with christ and christ is with me and um i get in is in my passage into heaven or my path towards god is is not squarely pegged on the fact that i am i know christ i'm in union with christ and and that's it and that's just as simple as that as far as our righteousness is concerned our righteousness is not based on any of our own works you know so i can say to you well i blog here every day um about christ and all of this so that's that makes me um good for christ and all of this and certainly not this is these things are 100% messages that i get from christ you know i don't um i had no sort of ambition to be out there as far as on youtube and all of this that um it it would actually make me sort of in, in any way promote myself as self-righteous in any sort of manner you know so yes so people must just um be aware of such things and just um put their faith in the lord jesus christ and yearn for a personal relationship with god because the only way you can get it is through christ simple as that so they've got their own redemption plan i don't know the whole thing of it i just do what i'm supposed to do and what i'm expected to do and just leave it at that you know so that's the beautiful thing about the way um, christ works with people so i'm just trying to show you that you know as far as um how to how one can sort of get lost into certain things and and um start thinking that well it's all on them and it's all on them and um then then the desire of power is it it's it, it, it's a big deal so the confusion in this world people god will have his day as far as um people out there doing sort of things deploying certain tactics to carry out the agenda to say it's in the name of god when it's not really about even being oh it's not even from the true living god but they're carrying out the other one who wants the praise of God and always ever wanted did and always wanted that praise in the in in terms of um, serving Satan and not doing the true will of God in this instance. So people, um, I I leave you with this one. This one's a bit of a dark one, but one I just had to get out there. And um, obviously, I have certain things um, I'll I'll share with you when I get back, or oh, well, get back more into this. Um, I've I've just haven't had much to share to you um honestly but in any case people it's um 
doing ministry and i'm saying when you're truly called about this it can get very dangerous to be working um for christ and he did promise that it was not going to be any cakewalk you know um yeah but um anyway still a great honor in, in doing all of this but anyway put your faith guys in the lord jesus christ but and everything will work out right and even if you're someone like me you'll be protected i promise anyway cheers eh, and bye-bye